All right, Golf Addicts, we're going to get to LACC, the host site for the U.S. Open here in just a minute, and I'm only going to give you what you need to know and nothing you don't about the golf course and about how I think we should go about handicapping it for betting and for DFS in 15 minutes, and that's it. None of the other fluff, all right? Before I do that, I want to tell everybody, give SoBet a look, okay? Link is in the description of the podcast. Give them a look. Right now, our promo code TJ is the literally the best deal that they have on offer anywhere because you get SoBet access for six months, which takes you into the NFL season for just $39. Instead of the $9.95 a month, you get it for $39 for those six months. If you use code TJ, just click the link in the description of the podcast here below. Check it out. It is where the best handicappers on the internet have been gathered and curated in their perspective sport or sports by SoBet. They are verified as good handicappers. They are invited to be contributors on SoBet. So not just anybody can post on SoBet. They're invited to be contributors. They contribute. They have to be transparent. They have to assign unit values to their bets. They have to be uh, d- do recaps when they win or lose each day. So there's full transparency on the platform, and every sport imaginable is there. So if you like ha- if you like betting sports and you want to find some good handicappers that know what they're doing and make some cash, the $39 for the next six months is incredible value on SoBet. It's also the home of the exclusive Tour Junkies Top 40 Round Robin every week, which just after a few weeks is already up nine units, and we're looking really good for the Canadian Open right now. So check it out, SoBet. Link in the description, code TJ. Let's talk about LACC. But I'm only going to give you what you need to know, because listen, you're a better or a handicapper DFS player. All you care about is what do I need to know? What translates to me handicapping this golf tournament successfully and understanding what the course is going to ask some of the best players in the world for the U.S. Open? That's all I'm going to give you today. None of the fluff. None of the long historical context, blah, blah, blah. Fuck that. We don't want that, okay? It's a George Thomas design. There you go. You know that. He also designed Riv. He designed Bel Air. Some other places. Who cares? This place plays nothing like Riviera. Nothing like Riviera Country Club. Um, Gil Hans and Jeff Shackelford did do a renovation a few years back, but very little Riviera similarity. Basically, according to my research, I think it's a little bit of Augusta. It's got a little bit of Southern Hills to me. Last year's host site of the PGA Championship. And it's a little Shinnecocky. There's a little bit of Shinnecocky running through the veins of LACC. What I love about this course, apparently, is I think it's actually going to present something that we've not seen in a U.S. Open course, at least comprehensively. Like, we've not seen it. We've seen pieces of it at certain host sites in years past. But I think LACC is going to play a little different, to be honest with you. And I think that's going to be interesting from a handicapping scenario. I'm excited about it. A couple of basics you need to know. There is no Kikuya grass and no POA here. So for handicapping purposes, you know, if you think about a West Coast golf course, you're used to dealing with POA putting surfaces. You're used to dealing with Kikuya rough and fairway or whatever. We don't have any of that. This place is like, it's Bermuda everywhere but the greens is a, a bent grass. But there, everything I hear from people already on the golf course, from caddies we've talked to, the bent grass is not like exactly like the bent grass in the Northeast, but that it just rolls pure as shit. It's just pure. So it's just pure putting, whatever. No grain, no nothing, just pure, beautiful, fast, firm putting. The fairways, the, the, the rough is going to be Bermuda. The rough's probably going to be a little down from what we've already seen. If you look at flyovers, I'll show you that in a minute. The, the, they don't really, this isn't like US Open, like, you know, forearm high, wiener long rough. It's just not. It's, it's, uh, it's going to be a little different. It's a bigger, it's a bigger golf course. There's the fairways are are wider than typical U.S. Open layouts. But here's what I'll say. So off, let's talk about off the tee. All right, I'm skipping around because whatever. Off the tee, 
fairways are wider than normal. There's some really wide fairways here. This is not wing foot, really narrow fairways, rough. This is really wide fairways. However, what Gil Hans is trying to do and what he tried to do here is make it so that, yes, the fairways are wide, but there are lanes of the fairways. Maybe that's the left side. Maybe it's the right side. Maybe it's right down the friggin' middle. Because there's also a lot of slope and terrain movement. There's a lot of banks and stuff in these fairways. That's where I kind of draw the Augusta similarity. But with that, the, effectively, the fairways aren't quite as wide because you have these slopes, you have these runoffs, and you need to be in a certain position on the fairway to give yourself the best approach into some very interesting, firm greens. Um, and some of them are blind tee shots if you don't put yourself in the right spot. So there's going to be some fairway. You have the Barranca. Barranca, Barranca. Take, a, take a shot every time you hear the word Barranca, and you won't make it through the first hour of the uh, live coverage on Thursday morning. You will be dead from alcohol, intoxication, death, whatever that, that would be the official signal of your death. Um, Barranca will be talked about a lot, but it's like, the, it, to me, it just looks like native. It's like LA native area. I don't know. I mean, are, are there homeless people in tents camped out around here? Could possibly be one. Could possibly be one. Uh, one or two in there, but you don't know what you're going to get with Barranca area. You could get some sand. You could get a little tuft of grass. Your ball's sitting on nice, like on a little tee, like a little Playboy bunny tit right there. The Playboy bunny mansion or whatever is right on the golf course here, apparently. Um, so it could be one of those. It could be rock. It could be dead. You don't know. So the Barranca is in play on a lot of these holes. It runs throughout the property, but it definitely brings in a lot of variance. The bunkers. Okay, the bunkers or whatever, guys are going to be begging the ball to get in the bunker because the areas around the bunkers, they've given it this real old look that I love. And they did it by doing a bunch of science with grass. And, you know, I don't understand grass science. Don't care. Don't care about the agronomy and the, oh, we use the tall fescue here and a wide fescue here and your mama's uh, bent grass over here and, you know, Uncle Jimmy's weed over here. We, I don't know. I don't know how they did it. Don't care. But it gives it this very rough look, rust like old looking feel and if a ball gets on the if it gets hung up on the improper on an improper lie there oh, you don't want that guys are going to be begging the ball to actually funnel into the bunkers when they're hitting into these greens and these fairways and as a result of that and of the barranca and just the firm and fast and the speed that i think we're going to see on this golf course remember variance 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 baby now that may mean a lot more if you're a dfs player but what we see in typical U.S. Opens and what I think we're going to see here is variance. There will be big names that screw up. There will be big names that don't. There will be names that come out of nowhere and play fine. With the variance, the Barranca, the Bunkers, the, all that stuff, you're going to get that. You're just, you're just going to. So embrace it. It's top 60 in ties. Make the cut here. So it, for, for DFS, very low, very low. Six of six percentage. So get some leverage. And don't be afraid to be really weird. And don't be afraid to fade some big names. You're going to have to. You can't play them all, right? We say that every, every, every week. But the variance is going to be there. Uh, there are three, there, there are, five, sorry, five par threes here. Actually, let me just do this because you're probably tired of looking at me. I'm going to share my screen. I'm going to show you the, uh, I'm going to show you the um, flyover. I want to show you the flyover. Let's, uh, let's go to US Open. Um, so I'm just going to play this while I'm talking to you. Now it's on. Uh, yeah, I want to put it on mute. All right. So I'm just going to play it so I'll talk to you. And, and you can go watch this. I, I recommend you, if you want to, you can go, if you want to get more detailed. Um, but it, it's a flyover of all 18 holes here at LACC done by the USGA. 
But while I'm talking, I'll give you a little, this will help you out. There are five par threes here and, and three par fives. You know, typically par threes have the most, have the closest scoring average. They, they, they tend to be the more difficult holes for, for pros, more so than par fours, definitely more so than par five. I think that's actually how they're going to keep the scoring at bay here a little bit. I, I do think, because I think a couple of the par fives are gettable. The first hole is, an, is a definite George Thomas handshake, slap you on the rear. Now you feel special. Have your birdie and, and get ready to buckle up, Buttercup, kind of situation. But then there's another par five on the on the course that, that also seems get a, gettable. Uh, but then there's another one that's a beast, and I think that's going to be a three shot hole for a lot of players. Um, so, like what we've seen in recent U.S. Opens, winning score in that six to seven under situation is probably what we're looking at. And I think the par threes are going to keep a, a lot of that at bay. And people are going to wig the freak out over these two par threes that are over 280 yards. Oh my God! What are we doing? Roll the ball back. Ah! You know, listen. Par is relative, first of all. So, so calm down. Par is relative. Everybody's playing the same hole. It's a par three and a half. That's what George Thomas wanted. But because of the firm and fast conditions, because of a lot of very uh, variety that that the USGA can use with tee boxes and pin positions into some of those deep greens, they can the yardage can fluctuate a lot. There's some runway areas leading up to the par threes. Both the greens are open on those two big ones. So you can, you know, it's, you're probably flying at 240, 250, maybe 230, which guy, they do that on the PGA Tour all the time. So I actually think the effective yardage, and that's something I want to say as a whole. I, I, I'm already seeing people post on Twitter that this is bomber's paradise, blah, blah, blah. The effective yardage, I actually think, is going to be much, much less than what we're reading on the card. Distance is always an advantage, yes, number one. But I actually think that this might be a U.S. Open where distance is less of a requirement than we've seen in the last few years because of the firm and fast conditions. The weather looks to be perfect in L.A. It's already been dry in L.A. in the last month or so. There's no rain predicted. We're going to get great weather for this. And the USGA wants this place, and I'm sure the people at LACC want this place, to be firm and fast, and it appears like it will be, which definitely allows for shorter players to contend. Unlike some place like Oak Hill, I think this is going to be more of a mid-iron test. Are you going to have to hit some long irons? Yes. How about into those two par threes I just talked about? Yes, you're going to have to hit some long irons. But I think it's more of a mid-iron and even wedge, like short, short iron wedge situation based on the firm and fast conditions, which will allow anyone to kind of compete, you don't have to be, you know, a guy named Cam, Davis, Champ, Young, whatever. You know, you don't have to be one of those guys. You don't have to hit it so, so, so freaking far. Um, and so with that, I would say, like, for DFS purposes, this could be an opportunity to kind of skill set stack, right? Especially, again, go back to the variance. You could skill set stack some lineups. What I mean by that is, like, what if you played a lineup where the, the, all six members of your team, or maybe five of your, te- of your six members in your drafted, DraftKings team, are known for precision, accuracy-type stuff. Now, we want, them to be in, we want them to arrive to the U.S. Open in a semblance of form, but I'm talking like guys like Denny McCarthy, um, you know, guys like that who aren't necessarily going to bomb it, but they're just very accurate. And Denny's played well in the U.S. Open. Before. So I'm saying that that's one thing. Now, and then do another team with bombers. You could definitely do that. I think all in all, off the tee, it's going to be a total driving thing. Long and straight is great, but average and straight is probably also good enough, is what I'm saying. Short game is going to be key here, too. 
strokes gained around the green, um, and, and being able to chip from both tight lies and some some thicker rough, especially if you get hung up in one of these bunker areas. But I do think short game is obviously going to matter. I mean, you know, greens and regulation numbers on a firm and fast golf course with some of these greens and some of these undulations on these greens, greens and regulation is going to be down. It's going to be way down than what we're used to seeing on an average PGA Tour event. So being able to scramble is going to be extremely important. Um, like I said, I do think there's some birdie opportunities on the golf course. I think other than the two par fives I mentioned, there's a couple short par fours that are going to be really quirky and interesting to see. I think you're going to see birdies. I, I just think there are also some holes, and with the variance, with the, the, the bunker surrounds and the barranca, where doubles, triples, and quads are also very much in play, which is going to be a lot of fun to watch. Um, yes, you're going to hear about a couple things. Max Homa holds the course record here of 61 from the 2013 Pac-10 Championship. So you're going to hear about that. Great. Okay. Um, so, yeah, congratulations. All right, I'm going to stop sharing the uh, – you you've you seen the first nine holes on the flyover. So Max Homa, course record 61 from 2013. Cool. Great. Got it. Yep. Um, also, LACC hosted the 2017 Walker Cup, which featured Doug Gim, Maverick McNeely, Colin Morikawa, Wills Altoris, who's not here, and Scotty Scheffler. Uh, uh, Doug Gim like cruised to cruise to four and zero along with Colin Morikawa and Matt McNeely. So great, great for them. I think the only person that played it, uh, oh, Doc Redman also played. Oh, that's interesting. Cam Champ was here. Oh, Bob, uh, Robert McIntyre was uh, on the Great Great Britain and Ireland side. He was here. Anybody else? Uh, Doc Redman. Alfie Plant, that's a throwback. Anyway, so that's what you're getting. It's a par 70, 7,400 yards, but like I said, I think effectively it's going to play much shorter than that. Now, there's some, there's some holes that also play into the wind, into the prevailing wind here, but there's not going to be a ton of that. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to remember. Remember the variance. Remember um, the variance of a U.S. Open in general. But, you know, when we've had past champs here in the last Five, you know, few years of Matt Fitzpatrick, John Rahm, Bryson DeChambeau, Gary Woodland, Brooks Kepka, Brooks Kepka, DJ, Jordan Spieth. Those are your U.S. Open winners since 2015. It is not likely that someone who sits outside the top 30 in the world are, is going to win this thing, even with the variance. It's just not likely. So we have to remember that when we're betting outright. Um, we have to remember that as we're constructing lineups. I mean, obviously, you're not going to have everybody in there, you know, everybody who's really good in your lineup in a DFS contest, but. The, the cream will still rise to the top despite the variance. It's just be prepared for some of the cream to, you know, to, to, go, to go bad and moldy and be gross, and you're going to be pissed at it. So that's what I'm saying. I'm really excited about LACC. Uh, check out the other content over on the Tour Junkies side. Listen, uh, join our friends at SoBet. They've got a great deal going for Tour Junkies, so when you use our promo code, you actually get a better deal than what I'm showing you here on the screen. If you use promo code TJ, you get six-month access, which takes you into the NFL season for only $39 for the whole six months. And it is a, an incredible value if you're betting on any sport. It's also the home of our exclusive round robin that we put only on SoBet every week, which is up nine units in just about four or five weeks. And we're looking really good this week for the Canadian Open. Crossing my fingers that that works out as I'm recording this on Saturday of the Canadian Open, but you're gonna want to you're gonna want to check out uh, SoBet for sure. There's a link in the description of the podcast, so do that. I mean, if you don't know, it's basically you know curated content for for betters on any sport, but the people who are posting to SoBet have to be verified through SoBet as legitimate handicappers who know what they're doing in their sport, 
and there's full transparency. This is not the wild, wild west of Twitter where anybody can say I'm good at betting and they actually suck. So, you know, you get to kind of see bets like my boy Gutsy here. Uh, you get to see their bets every week, every day that they post. They give you the reasons for the post. They give you how many units they're going to play. And then they're going to follow up and tell you whether they won or lost. So there's full transparency on the platform. And again, for any sport, it's out there on uh, on SoBet. My boy Pickampedia has been really hot lately. Um, so, you know, it's just a great platform. Check it out. Promo code TJ. Use the description below. Gets you that six months for only $39. Obviously, we've got a bunch of content coming out this week. Check out the shows. We're going to have some fun with the DFS show, I think. Uh, with uh, Oscar categories of players here for picking names at uh, at the U.S. Open. It's going to be a good one. Enjoy the week. May your screens be green. Bend over your bookie. See you.